Speaking of crispy water. Yeah? Welcome back. What does that have to do with crispy water? To our Odd Pod podcast. <laughs> Go on. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between. Including not answering questions. Crispy water. Ah, crispy water. Oh, it is. It is. We did say everything in between. Yeah. So we're... this episode is brought to you by crispy water. This episode is brought to you by crispy water and Brita filters and Brita filters. Just kidding. Hashtag not spines. I was trying to make a community joke, but I'm also sleepy <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Because I've been up like so long. So much longer than you. Shut up. <laughs> Time's just like made up, man. Time is a social construct. Yeah. Do you like my cup? It's good. Do you like my cup? It's a pride cup. Yeah, happy pride, everybody. Because we're in the middle of, not the middle of, the beginning of pride month. It's day one day of pride. One. Also known as the day we pay our rent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, back to the episode. We should actually do the episode. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, so we've only been rambling for like a minute 45. We got time. Yeah. Well. Just kidding. What are we talking about? Well. Wait. Where where should they listen to this episode? Well, preferably wherever they're listening to it now because that's their choice. But if you want to mix it up and pick some other places, you can go to linktr.ee slash OOPP. You can also go to www.ouroddpodpodcast.com, which may or may not sometime in the near future become the link TR, might like bring you to the link TR. Oh, really? In my mind, I don't know if that makes more sense or not. No idea. Anyway, you can go to both of those places. That's above my pay grade. You can listen to us pretty much everywhere podcasts are cast. You can actually type in the name of our podcast now and we'll come up in search results. Will so that's we? Fun. Really? You can type the name of the podcast on Google. And we're the first fucking result. How exciting. I know. So thank you. And it might just be for me because like I look for us. So <laughs> I know there's like an algorithm, right? It's not the same for everybody. Oh, baby. Um, Funny. Anyway, if you like our intro and outro music, which I know you do because it's spooky, it's smooth. It makes your ear holes quiver with excitement. I don't like that. <laughs> you can go to TarrantCurtisMusic.com. Uh, he has a lot of good music. For people like us. Yeah. Wonderful. Not a big fan of making your ear holes quiver. I didn't like the way you said quiver. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it didn't feel good. I'm, I'm glad we anyway, were on the same page there. That's our spiel. Happy Pride. I wish I had a cool Pride cup to drink out of. Trade me right now. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. I don't want your coffee. It's got sweet and low in it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my old lady sugar alone. I'm going to give you some old lady sugar. Okay. Felicia, Speaking of old gra- lady sugar. Give grandma some sugar, Felicia. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of old lady sugar, that ties directly like way too well into my episode. Really? Ish. I've seen it in the cards. Well. So in this episode, I wanted to step away from like murder and focus on something a little bit more lighthearted. Okay. I think I completely missed the mark. 
All right. Uh, I I think that because I spent most of Sunday looking up funeral stuff and like burial information uh-huh. and stuff like that because I wanted to talk about death practices, kind of. Okay. Um, there's really too much information out there to really narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could talk about funerals and like death stuff all day. Yeah. I know. Like, um, we could talk about the different kinds of burial practices, like what different headstones mean. Um, because like, holy shit, who knew? I didn't. Well. We could talk about sky burial. Hold on. We will talk about sky burial. That's how I want to go. Really? Yeah. So if it feels like I'm jumping around a little bit, like from place to place, it's because I am. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about it. And this is my episode. So I can do whatever I want. You can. Because that's how these things work. Yeah. This is a free whatever. Yeah. So real quick, let's talk about death. We've already discussed how to confirm that death has actually happened thanks to the Lazarus episode. Yes. We love it when we can refer back to old episodes. It's probably one of my favorite things to do, mm-hmm. especially when it's unintentional. Um, I don't exactly want to talk about decomp in this episode because I kind of want to do like a whole episode with like decomposition and body farms and stuff like that. Okay. So we'll see. All right. I have. I should have a book coming in the mail about it. So yeah, yeah. Which part do you have to plant to make a new body grow? Is it the penis? It's the semen. Oh, that's not a body part. That's a it's juice. a lot of body parts. Yeah. Um. So let's just skip also all gross. that. Okay. <laughs> let's just skip all that and go straight to burials. Okay. Okay. Burials of remains are known as internment or inhumation. Um, or exhumation when you remove it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm smart. Like when you think they're a vampire and you want to dig them up and make sure. Yeah. Or like when they exhume somebody to look for new evidence. Well, yeah. Or that. Like if you're watching CSI. Um, Which you should not be. Why? It's a terrible show. Why? Because it's awful. Why is it awful? It sucks. Why? Because you're not giving me any reasons why you're just saying that it sucks. Well, first of all, no one has that high of like a solve rate. CSI crimes. Maybe we, maybe we didn't see the ones that they didn't solve. You think that that's fair? You think that be a crime scene investigation is really that exciting? No. They're like carrying guns and like going after bad guys and shit. I'm I guess just saying, like, like, I don't think we ever saw Grissom take down anybody. You like CSI, don't you? I love CSI. I don't know who the hell Grissom is. See the guy with the sunglasses? No, that's oh. Horatio. First of all, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even. I'm just not gonna go there. No, go, let's go there. No, I'm good. I don't want to talk about Horatio <laughs> and wearing his sunglasses at night <laughs> with his one-liners and his skull. Okay, well, I think... I'm just glad that he's come a long way since he was the skull in that one Shakespeare play, you know? Oh, okay. Well, anyway. So, inhumation is the method of the final disposition whereby a dead body is placed into the ground. This is accomplished by excavating a pit or trench and placing the deceased into it and covering it. Humans have been burying their dead since the beginning of 
uh, human history. And burials, when not concealing a crime, are often seen as like an indicating respect for the dead. Yeah. Seen as. <laughs> burials also help in the aid of preventing odor of decay, as well as um, a cover to prevent others from witnessing the decomposition of loved ones. In many cultures, burials are seen as a necessary step for the deceased to enter the afterlife or give back to the cycle of life. The cycle of life! Keep going. No, I'm good. You, you sure? I'm good. Thank you. I, I was feeling it. Like I was, you feeling I it? was on board there. Well, I'm glad. Okay. So we bury our dead for so many reasons. Human burial practices are the manifestation of the human desire to demonstrate the respect for the dead. Each culture has their own interpretation of how they respectfully handle the dead, but they are all valid. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just laughing because you're like, the respect for the dead. Your voice got like really deep for Did some it? reason. <laughs> it's because I've been up for like 20 hours at this point. 20-ish. Um, Go on. Tell so, me more. But If some, you're such a big fan of Burial, name five members of the team. Name their three of their best songs. Sky Burial, Alkaline Hydrolysis, and Memorial Reef. Okay, fine. Fight me, bitch. Go on. All right, so some of the reasons that we might bury our dead are as followed. Tell me. Respect for the physical remains. Yeah. If a body is left lying on top of the ground, scavengers may eat the corpse. Some people consider this disrespectful. Others, this is the way they want to go. We'll touch on more on that later. This is circle of life, man. <laughs> I would love to feed scavengers with my body. I know you would. Because I love them. I know you do. Carrion birds are my favorite. We're going to talk about it. Oh my goodness. Very briefly. Yay. Burials can bring a sense of closure to the deceased families and friends. Um, in many cultures, they believe in an afterlife and burial is an integral part of reaching the afterlife, um, such as like mummies in Egypt. Yeah. We might have talked about those. We might have talked about mummies we a time or two. might have touched on mummies once or twice. Once or twice. Not, well, like, we talked about them. We, we touched we, we them when they touch went them. in, and then we touched them We touched them, them when we took the medicine that was made out of them. Yeah. We're old school. And then, like, later. Yeah. Just a sprinkling of mummy and a spoonful of castor oil. <laughs> in religions that, pro or that prescribe a particular way to live, it may include customs relating on how to dispose of them after they have passed. Religions that what? Prescribe a particular way to live. Do religions do that? Uh Never encountered a religion that tried to tell you how to live. Oh, yeah. No. Um, and then the last reason is decomposing is smelly and gross. Yeah. It don't look good. It does not smell great. It's a smelly. As much as it doesn't look good, it also smells terrible. Yeah. You probably don't want to smell that all the time. <laughs> Can you imagine how much different it would be like having a like a home by a cemetery if you just left people on top of the ground? Oh, to... yeah. That'd be terrible. Like, I don't think you want to live next to a body farm. Not great. Yeah. So, especially when that satellite falls and the zombies start coming. Right. Not a great place. Mm -mm -mm. Ground zero for Ground zombies. Zeros. <laughs> so, the methods of caring for the dead prior to burial can be heavily ritualized and can include natural burial, embalming, or mummification. Um, items such as shrouds, coffins, grave liners, and burial vaults can slow down the decomposition of a body. 
and objects may be buried with the body and the body may be dressed in fancy or ceremonial garb yeah yeah when i was in nursing school we had like a whole last chapter on body care after death really uh -huh. like what like what like cleaning it and then they had like the shroud that you tied it in and mm -hmm. everything it was crazy there's like a lot of different ways you can um tie up a body i know some people will just use the bed sheets because it's easier yeah i prefer to tie up the feet just in case they do come back as a zombie then they'll <laughs> fall over yeah yeah um so the locations of burials may be determined by a number of things concerns surrounding health and sanitation religious concerns and cultural practices some cultures keep the dead close to provide guidance to the living while others keep them away by locating burial grounds at like a distance from like inhabited areas interesting i'm fairly certain that we used to have cemeteries like on the edge of towns because of like health and sanitation reasons but actually prime example new orleans yeah st louis cemetery was built on the outskirts of town until you know the town kind of swallowed it up until we swallowed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's crazy my hometown the cemetery is like right across from the high school cute yeah so like well right across from every school because they're all right there together yeah <laughs> um it's not a big place but <laughs> the place where we would have like our breaks and stuff in middle school and also par partially in high school you just like overlooked the cemetery like you could just see it back where i live there is a large park right next to a church that holds a really old cemetery interesting but if there's a church attached to it it's not a cemetery it's a graveyard okay that's just a fun fact <laughs> um some families will build private family cemeteries um to have like in their own backyard i assume that would be like more of a uh, like a family estate type thing yeah like i don't know if this is true or not but like michael jeff no never mind or like you get sick of grandma so you just bury in the backyard. I was gonna. This is our family cemetery. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson is buried in Graceland, but I know he's not, so I'm just gonna 86 that out altogether. Okay. You can keep that in there. Where is he buried? Westwood. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. I saw it somewhere. You know what? I don't know he's where not, that is. He's not. He's not uh, buried on his property or okay. his old property. Either way. That's Neverland. Neverland. Anyway, Graceland. Graceland Elvis. was Elvis, I think. Ooh. Maybe he's buried there. He might be. I think Elvis is buried at Graceland. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, other families have like mausoleums, which yeah. is like... Especially some, around here. I was going to say definitely in Louisiana, there are family mausoleums. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many options. Most cemeteries document the location of graves with headstones, but there are many graves that are anonymous for whatever reason. Um, one of the cemeteries near us has like over 200 people buried there, but there are only 20 or so headstones. Is that the, um, the one we saw at the park that day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, partly because it's really old and some people, and partly because some of them never had a grave marker to begin with. Right. Um, grave plots can hold multiple bodies, um, by choice that it's like, a married couple that actually likes each other yeah um or like space concerns sometimes they'll if you get cremated they'll let you hang out in your family plot oh interesting 
And sometimes uh, you, you, you sneak, sneak over in. there and just say, bury you next to your... <laughs> your mom sneaks in and buries you herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Sheena. Mm-hmm. Playful secrets. Yeah. Um. So mass graves are another thing that like society has had to deal with, especially in light of like the recent COVID-19 pandemic especially in india yeah they're having to result into like mass graves because there's just way too many bodies to deal with yeah it's like it's sad i mean like yeah the with like poor sanitation already and then just the density of the population it was gonna be bad yeah so it's gotten really bad over there the last time i checked they were just just mass burials it's crazy it's heartbreaking um, but also humans aren't the only species to bury their dead. No? No. There is evidence that chimpanzees and even some elephants have been known to bury or at least attempt to bury their dead. Well, chimpanzees are like our second closest cousin. As evidence. Pretty well, sure here's they, my supporting evidence. I think they also use tools sometimes. Um, evidence suggests that the Neanderthals were the first human species to practice burial behavior and intentionally burying their dead. Um, doing so in shallow graves along with stone tools and animal bones. Exemplary sites include Shenadar in Iraq. Sure. Ooh, Kabara Cave in Israel and Krepina in Croatia. I mean, I don't. All, that all sounds great to me. I probably butchered some of it. Don't come at me. What can you do? I mean, like, Words and words originating in languages you don't speak. Okay. Do the best you can. Though there is an ongoing debate regarding the reliability of dating methods. Um, some scholars believe that the earliest human burials dates back 100,000 years. Okay, but if the world is only 2,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> human skeletal remains were stained with a red plant, were discovered in Skull Cave. The name of the place is Skull Cave. It's S-K-H-U-L. S-K-H-U-L? Yeah. Sounds like Skull to me. Skull Cave in Quazev, Israel. Sure. I crushed it. A variety of grave goods were present at the site, including a mandible of a wild boar in the arms of one of the skeletons. Prehistoric cemeteries are referred to by the grave, are referred to by grave field rather than cemetery or graveyard. Interesting. Um, and they are one of the chief sources of information on prehistoric cultures and archaeological cultures are defined by their burial customs. Through time, mounds of earth, temples, and caverns were used to store dead bodies of ancestors. That's really cool. I feel like you can also learn a lot about like a culture superstitions and stuff if you look at how they treated their Dealt dead. Dealt with like, their dead. Were they buried with tools or like... Their entire house entombed with them, you know? Well, you can imagine, like, if ancient Egypt or ancient Egyptians treated their, like, uh, kings and queens with, like, pyramids and, like, they buried them with all of their things to get into the afterlife versus, like, somebody just being buried with, like, a hatchet. Right. So cool. Yeah. Um. So... Grave goods are items buried with the dead. Personal objects such as favorite pieces of jewelry or photographs may be included with the body in funeral services. The body is often put on display. Um, in many cultures, they feel that the deceased should be pre- 
should be presented looking his or her finest. We still do that. Yeah. Like make them up. I mean, I guess you don't want them to look like dead. Like a corpse. Yeah. Um, others dress the deceased in burial shrouds, which can range from like very simple or very elaborate, depending mm. on who you is. Um, <laughs> the inclusion of a ceremonial garb and sacred objects is sometimes viewed as necessary for reaching the afterlife. The inclusion of personal effects may be motivated by the beliefs that the afterlife people will wish to have them because it was important to them on earth. Right. Just kind of like a continuation of life. It's the afterlife. Well, if I remember correctly, they buried Frank Sinatra with a bottle of whiskey and a cigarette. Yeah. Like they snuck it in to his casket. Interesting. Kind of cool. Secretly, it was to bribe Papa Legba. Who's Papa Legba? You know, he's like a voodoo lao. He's like the voodoo lao. We talk, did we talk about Papa Legba? I'd be surprised if we hadn't. I think we have. I'm pretty sure it's Papa Leg, but he likes rum, though, and oh. tobacco. Okay. Not whiskey. All right. <laughs> but in a pinch. It'll have to do, won't it? Anyway. Um, Some misconceptions about burials. After death, the body will decay. Really? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> um. That includes with embalming. Embalming just makes it take longer. Yeah. And like, what's the point, right? I don't want to be embalmed. Why prolong it? Yeah. Like, I'm good typically, to go. funerals happen fast enough that you don't start to decay. And right. And also, you're refrigerated. So, like, why do you need to pump them full of chemicals? Chemicals. People are weird about death. So, burying a body is not necessarily a public health requirement. The um, World Health Organization advises that only corpses carrying certain infectious diseases are require burial. So what about the other ones? You just leave them out? Sit them on the front porch? Probably not best practice because you will have to deal with it eventually. How do you think they feel about human taxidermy? As far as I know, you can't do that. But there is like the plastination. I think that's what it's called for like body world. Oh, yeah. That's like the traveling thing where... Well, yeah. they have like a permanent and a, and a traveling one, but yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So. Just wondering. I don't know about that. Just get you like a little taxidermy, put you in the chair, get like a recording of your voice when people walk in the room, it really <laughs> fucks them up. It won't, that won't cause any trauma for a child at all. Not at all. None. So... Another common misconception is that graves must be six feet deep as reflected in the common euphemism, dead is six feet under. Mm -hmm. um, they are rarely dug to such death depths, and except in cases where more than one, co one coffin is buried in the same plot in which they may be dug deeper to provide adequate depth for the later coffin. Mm. So I didn't know you could bury two coffins in one grave. Well, there was like a big stink at one of the veteran cemeteries, not like a few years back, several really? years back, where they were just burying people on top of other people. Like without them knowing? Yeah. Oh, that is not great. I don't think people were super stoked about it. I can't remember the exact story. It's been a while, but like... Well, I know some people... They were stacking them up. Families will buy like burial plots and you can have the same person buried in the same plot. Yeah. 
I don't think that's that was the situation. Yeah, I don't, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in California, they only required 19 inches of soil above the top of the coffin. But in other areas in the United States, it's more commonly 30 to 36 inches, so like three feet. Mm-hmm. Total 24, yeah, three feet. Three, three-ish feet. So not six feet. Not six feet. Okay. Like, that would be hard. Yeah, machines. Yeah. I don't know. In some areas, such as central Appalachia, graves were indeed once dug to a depth of six feet to prevent the body from being disturbed by burrowing animals. Oh. However, this was unnecessary once metal caskets and concrete folds started to be used. I can see that. Um, in the United Kingdom, soil is required to be at the depth of at least three feet above the highest point of the coffin unless the burial authority considers the soil to be suitable for a depth of only two feet. Okay, so different soil might require different depths. I would also think that it has to do with, like, uh, where are they on, like, the like sea the level? Sea level, yeah. So, maybe. Um, the earliest known reference to a requirement of six-foot burial occurred in 1665 during the Great Plague of London. Um, John Lawrence, the Lord Mayor of London, ordered that bodies of plague victims shall be at least six foot deep. Um, city officials apparently believe that this would inhibit the spread of the disease, not realizing that the true vector was fleas living on no rats in the streets. In the event, there are so many victims that very few were buried into individual graves. Um, most were placed in a massive plague pits, so it's unlikely this, is, this event alone gave rise to the six-foot tradition, but it's a fun little story. Plague pit. A plague pit. That was Walmart for like most of the COVID-19 also known as Louisiana during COVID-19. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, plague pit. <laughs> um, moving on to like different types of burials. There's like, um, there's a lot of different types of burials. Uh-huh. Um, conservation burials are a type of burials where fees fund the acquisition and management of new land to benefit native habitats. Okay. Um, ecosystems and species. Those burials go... Beyond other forms of natural burial, which aim to prevent uh, environment, environmental damage caused by conventional burial technique by actually increasing benefits for the environment. The idea is for the burial process to be net positive for the earth rather than just net neutral. Okay. Um, scientists have argued that such burials could potentially generate enough funds to save every endangered species on the planet. Really? Yeah. So what do they do? Like, they pay to be buried certain places and then that money goes towards yeah the fees I, for the burial instead of going into like a funeral pocket, home yeah. it goes into conserving and so i'm guessing too that it's like a natural burial like no chemicals and things it like could that. be either like um like a tree bag it could either be like something like a tree bag or it could be something like alkaline hydrolysis which we are going to touch on in just a second okay sounds um, fancy Alkaline hydrolysis is how I want to go. Okay. How you want to go? Not go, but oh. <laughs> like get disposed of. Okay. Um, Take notes. I was going to say Merlin or something, but no one's in here. <laughs> I am alone. I'm all alone. I was like, real quick, I want to talk about memorial reefs. Okay. Which is really like a nice idea. Um, it's a natural alternative approach to burial. The cremated remains for a person are mixed in with concrete and then placed into a mold to make a reef. Oh, interesting. 
Um, after the concrete sets, family members are allowed to customize the reef. Like they can write on it or paint it. Um, well, I think with chalk paint or something. Yeah. I don't really. Something. Don't, that with something. Some, it's Sorry. the eco-friendly reefs are then placed into the ocean among other coral reefs where they oh. help repair damage um reefs and also providing a new habitat for fish and other sea communities um it's not very common because it is very expensive that's awesome you were saying reef i was hearing wreath oh like for the door yeah how <laughs> i was like okay i was picturing like a big concrete wreath in someone's yard <laughs> <laughs> no that sounds really cool but i bet it is really expensive Your grandma's on the front door <laughs> yeah did you say hi to grandma on your way in Grandma just took off during the hurricane. Um, yeah, that's cool. I bet it is expensive. That's really neat, though, how they do that, you know, or like sometimes they'll just sink ships. Yeah. And the ships will become part of like the habitat or whatever. Yeah. So um, you can find it's not very common. Like I said, it's very expensive, but it is permitted in oceans um, around the United States, like Florida, South North and South Carolina, Maryland, New Jersey, Texas and Virginia. Oh, yes. The ocean of Florida. The ocean's around Florida. The famous Florida ocean. I'm just kidding. Bite me. All right. Alkaline hydrolysis. Lay it on me. Oh, okay. Like I mentioned earlier, I didn't mention it earlier. Um, alkaline hydrolysis is like the water version of cremation. Oh, we've talked about, you've told me about this. Did I? Uh -huh. It uses high temperature water mixed with potassium hydroxide to dissolve human remains. Uh, during the process, the body is worn down to like only bones. Billy um, bones. Billy bones. Um, the bones are then blended into a powder and then returned to the family. The process is environmentally friendly because it does not release chemical emissions and greenhouse gases into the air and the water that is used um, goes to a regular water treatment facility and is cleaned and returned to the water cycle. Oh, it's returned as Voss water. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a fairly new process in death care, so it's not available everywhere just yet. But I'm hoping by the time that I go, this is how I can. Yeah, I'll keep that be in mind. I do. Of. I remember you telling me about this like a long time ago. Yeah, that was like it was real new then. Yeah, and it's still fairly new. Interesting. Yeah, I should have talked about recruitment cremation comes from but it didn't next new episode <laughs> you got time you could probably just ad lib it i know you could uh, i wish you could see her face how excited she is has she's been this whole episode i feel like this is not a very like funny or like it well it's like interesting no one's getting eaten or murdered you know no one's is, getting like this assaulted is the stuff that i'm like really into so i hope you guys like it as much as i do I feel like your enjoyment of this topic really is coming through in your voice and, and, and how you're presenting the information. Well, I hope so. Okay. Here's something I didn't even think was possible when it comes to like burial. And I'm pretty sure it's not like a huge thing yet. But Head the, down, feet up. The possibility of mushroom burials has been developed by a Jay Lee and her colleagues. I'm sorry if I ruined your name. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an eco-friendly process which consists of dressing a cadaver in a bodysuit with mushroom spores woven into it. Neat. Um, as the mushrooms grow, they consume hair, skin, and nails and toxins that are released by the body. That's awesome. Yeah. So you pretty much just get broken down by a mushroom. Are they magic mushrooms? 
Probably not. But you could ask. Can you imagine like <laughs> becoming? I could be the thing that I love. I could become shrooms. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. So, growing off that last section, probably something that we've all heard about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> oh, you're perfect. You liked that one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Okay, so tree pod burials. Ooh, yeah. I don't know how much you know about tree pod burials. I, know, I think we all like the idea of becoming a tree. I know a little bit about it, and they had like a part about it in the Museum of Death. Oh, yeah. Um. The, as much as I know about it, it's just like you're in a, your body's in a bag and you grow into a tree. Okay. Well, um, the idea is to plant the human body in a fetal position inside of an egg-shaped pod, mm -hmm. which is where I have to like cut out because I need to stretch. Um, <laughs> the pod will contain a form of biodegradable capsule that will not harm the surrounding earth. The capsule also doubles as a seed, which can at the moment be a birch, maple, or eucalyptus tree. Oh. Um, I would be, well, if I had to choose... I would be a eucalyptus tree. Just so you could get koala bears drunk? I hadn't thought about that. I was going with stress-free, baby. And that eucalyptus that they eat? Yeah. I mean, like, break it down into alcohol and just get fucked up? And isn't eucalyptus is like what they put in the smelly salts? I'm not sure. That you put your feet in. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the goal of, like, tree pod burials is to create a... um park full of trees in memoriam rather than a graveyard full of tombstones yeah i like that um and as much as i love graveyards and cemeteries and grave fields uh but you could also love the tree i could also love it the, the forest knowing grave forest yeah um so not only are tree pods more of like a cost effective and environmentally friendly way to memorialize a loved one the method also like offers emotional support. Um, the memories of loved ones will be immor immortalized through the concept of a deceased person through a medium, the trees, that will continue to live and grow unless you're like my spruce tree right now that is trying to die on me because of it's got too hot. Yeah. It looks better since you brought it inside though. Alberta, I'm looking at you. It, you know, at least it wasn't like the... um sapling that just fucking i don't want to talk about the sapling okay <laughs> heartbroken she never a, had a not, chance not a great look there uh, no. lowe's <laughs> yeah it was lowe's fault not user error at all well when i showed up no one knew what the hell we were talking about and they pulled them out of a cardboard box oh, you know what so like there might be something i there. think maybe it was a little bit of lowe's um specific lowe's <laughs> Um, other burials, like burial at sea, is the practice of, um, for lack of a better term, throwing a body into the ocean, um, or ashes, um, into a large body of water instead of soil. Sky burials um, is when followers of a certain culture place the body on a mountaintop where it decomposes in the elements or is scavenged by carrion birds, um, particularly vultures. Yes. There's um, so many of them. There are so many. Um, another form of this is um, form of this excarnation is the practice of removing the flesh from the corpse without interment. Um, there was a post on Facebook floating around a while ago about this. About sky burial. Yes. 
Um, they would cut the flesh and then pretty much just kind of like leave it for the birds. I think it made it easier for the birds to like peel p- bits off yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And once they had gotten a lot of flesh, they ground the bones up in powder and they bake it into bread and then they feed that to the birds as well. Mm-hmm. Because um, the ground's too hard to bury people there. <laughs> the um, I'm going to butcher this. Okay. The Zoroastrians. Uh... I've only ever read that word, so I don't know how to say it out loud. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. But either way, this particular... Zoroastrians or something? Zoroastrians. Um, they have traditionally left their dead on something called the Tower of Silence. Okay. Sounds um, pretty metal. <laughs> this is where the flesh of corpses are left to be devoured by vultures and other carrion eating birds. Interesting. But it, I think they've stopped that since recent times. Yeah. Like, I don't think they do it anymore. But interesting. And do we know where that religion is out of? Mm, I don't know for certain. I want to say, like, Asia. I'm looking. You're fine. I want to know now. Focusing on the wrong stuff, but you know how I am about. That's okay, because we're about to get real all over the place. Uh. One of the oldest continuously practiced religions based on the teachings of the Iranian-speaking prophet Zoroaster, also known as, it's in another language, like the alphabet's different. Uh, It looks like it's Persian. Persian. Or like modern-day Persia. Here for it. Iran, Iran, I think, is is modern-day Persia. Maybe like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, it's one of the oldest remaining religious communities in Iran. Coolio. Sorry, there's a Bulbasaur. I see that. Great. I know. I like dead Multitasking. Apples. Okay, sorry. I thought it was going to take you longer. Nope. I caught Bulbasaur. You can Pokemon Go and podcast. It's a, She's a real multitasker. Is that a croissant sticker on your phone? It is a croissant sticker. Cute. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked a lot about like different burials. Yes. I want to talk about specific people's burials. Okay. Which is kind of like a little bit more fun and probably a tad bit more interesting to other people who might not be super interested in dead things like I am. I feel like if they're listening, there's a chance that they're at least. Maybe I should have started with this. Maybe. No, you know what? I feel like it's a good thing to go into. You talk about the different things, and then you get specific. I like okay, it. You like, okay. Start broad, get specific. That's Let's a- talk about like people being buried okay, and other such things alive. that we've talked no, about. Sorry. Not alive. It's not this episode. Not, I'm sorry. This no. is a happy episode. Yeah. We're not talking about death here, except for this very... We're talking about after death. After death. Yeah. Yeah. No specifics on the dying part. Right. All right. So, Jimmy Dean... Jimmy Dean, the sausage man. Well, the country music legend and the inventor oh. of the pancake-wrapped breakfast corn dog. Yeah. Um, he passed away. I didn't know he was a country music guy. I just thought he was the sausage man. I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, when he passed away, he left very specific instructions for his burial. Mm-hmm. He was to be baked into a corn dog. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. I was about to say, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about him being like made into a pancake batter and eaten. Yeah, no, that was with a side of those Jimmy Dean sausages. <laughs> he 
He was to be entombed in a $350,000 piano-shaped mausoleum that he purchased several years prior to his death. Uh-huh. Um, the inscription on the piano would read, Here lies one hell of a man. I like it. So did they do it? Yeah. Where is this? Do we know? Oh, I should have looked it up. I usually look We'll look it up. it up after. We need to go and see these places. Yeah. Okay. So um, Tupac. Tupac? Never had a funeral. No? No. His mom planned a private ceremony but canceled at the last minute. Instead, he was cremated. Okay. And then Tupac Shakur's crew, the outlaws, mixed his ashes with weed and smoked him. Really? Like all of him? I don't like that. Not all of him, but like some of him is this a real story yes it's real oh wow i read that in multiple okay as far as i know it's real i read it in several different places when i was a young billy back when i did such things that we will not talk about i used to joke about that all the time really not knowing that someone had actually done that (laughs) interesting um jim henson henson's jim henson i fucking love jim henson um you know the puppet muppet master puppet muppet master try saying that five times fast puppet mm. muppet master puppet muppet master puppet muppet master i'm done okay um sorry i wrote puppet muppet master extraordinaire had two memorial services one in london and one in new york um both featured his a version of being green by big bird nice the team of muppeteers sang the medley of henson's favorite songs the service was closed with um or the service closed with the dixieland jazz band playing when the saints go marching in. Intendees hmm. were prohibited from wearing black as it was in Jim Henson's last wishes. Dude, I love Jim Henson. I do too. The best. I don't know if you know this. Around. But I love puppets. I know you do. And he is, as you so elegantly put, the puppet Muppet master extraordinaire. Thank you. Um, do you I'm know who James Doohan is? James Doohan? Doohan. Doohan. Do, uh do hen no who is he uh star trek scotty oh okay okay so um james Dewan, best known as star trek scotty requested a burial in space in his will okay cue the celestis memorial space flights um Dewan's family launched his ashes into space on two occasions but failed to make orbit the first time the rocket and the ashes were briefly lost so what you're telling me is they tried to do it, but they just didn't have the power. They were giving it all they got, oh, Captain. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry. Don't have the power. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, some of Doohan's ashes are hidden under the floor cladding of the International Space Station's Columbus module after being smuggled aboard in 2008 by Richard Garrett. Really? That's what I read. What year did they smuggle it aboard? 2008. That is amazing. Um, and the rest of his ashes were scattered over the Puget Sound in Washington. Dude, they smuggled his ashes. That is a fucking trooper, man. Yeah, so he's underneath the floor cladding in the International Space Station. And who's the astronaut that smuggled him? Richard Garriott. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad he made it to space. Yeah. <laughs> um, Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. Um, his funeral was relatively tame. Surprise. Um, it was held in a stadium that could seat 1,700. Nobody jumped Wait, 17,000. Nobody jumped any motorcycles over anything? Um, well, he was buried in a leather jacket with red and blue trim. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey gave a eulogy, and there were, of course, fireworks. Sweet. I imagine Matthew McConaughey's uh, eulogy going something like, 
all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something like that. <laughs> we are gathered here today. <laughs> We're gathered here today. All right. It's like I gave eulogies way before they paid me to do it. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Okay. So. Evil can evil. So far, I know all these people. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you know Malcolm McLaren? Malcolm McLaren. That name sounds really funny. Of the Sex Pistols. Okay. When he was laid to rest, there were cries of anarchy. His coffin was pulled in procession by a horse-drawn carriage with the spray-painted phrase, too fast to live, too young to die. Okay. Um, and was followed by a green double-decker bus emblazoned with cash from chaos. Okay. Um, and Boy George sent a floral arrangement shaped like an anarchy symbol. That's my dude, Boy George. It's kind of rad. Kind of rad. Do we know how old he was when he died? He was pretty old. He was... He was one of the ones that made it. Yeah, he didn't die from like a drug overdose. Okay. Um, Graham Chapman. That sounds familiar too. That's because I asked you who all these people were and I told you they added me on Facebook. Really? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? Yes. <sighs> Every single name? Yeah. I don't remember you asking me if evil if I knew who Evil Knievel was. Well, the ones that uh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. I, well, I know who Malcolm McLaren was, but Graham Chapman, I didn't know. You are so funny. <laughs> Who's Graham Chapman? Of Monty Python. Oh, Monty Python. His fellow crewmates stayed away from the service, but instead sent a wreath um, in the shape of a foot with the words, stop us if we're getting too si silly. Um, they held a private memorial for Chapman in which John Cleese delivered what is said to be the most inappropriate and hilarious eulogy ever. I'm going to need to find like a transcript of that. Yeah, I, I didn't look it up, but I imagine it would have to be correct. Nice. Um, when Marilyn Monroe passed away on August 5th, 1962, her body was interred at Westwood Village Memorial Cemetery in a modest crypt in the Corridor of Memories. Who is that? Marilyn Monroe. Never heard of her. Just kidding. I was like, your sister's obsessed with yeah, her. Yeah, my sister so. loves Marilyn Monroe. Um, her ex-husband handled her funeral arrangements. Um, he liked Westwood because it wasn't like a celebrity cemetery. Yeah. Her funeral was restricted to a small handful of her most beloved associates and friends, and he had red roses delivered to her grave three times per week for the next 20 years. Yeah. Wow. 20 years? 20 years. Three times a week. What a guy. Um, while her final resting place is modest, her crypt is easy, easily distinguished. It is covered in red lipstick prints left by her diehard fans, mm -hmm. as well as gifts of flowers and stuffed animals. And it is said that many visitors have reported seeing a pink mist while at her grave. Um, and they believe it is the spirit of Marilyn. First of all, that's gross. Don't kiss headstones. Yeah. I mean, like, like people who go to Ireland and kiss like the Blarney Stone or whatever. Do you know how many mouths have been on that thing? A lot. Gross, guys. I have a friend that kissed the Blarney Stone. Who? Katie. Gross, Katie. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, Hugh Hefner bought the tomb next to Marilyn. Oh, really? Apparently determined to pester Marilyn for eternity. Is that where he's buried now? Yes. Interesting. It's gross. Fuck Hugh Hefner. Uh, Richard... 
Concher, also fuck this guy. He owned the crypt above Marilyn, uh, and he was buried face down so he could stare at her in the afterlife. Gross. Who was this guy? Some dude. Oh, okay. Well. However, his widow has since removed his remains and auctioned off the crypt above him. Thank you. It's a nice lady. Yeah. Can you imagine being like the wife? I know, right? Just like, saying. It's kind of gross. Like, didn't Marilyn get like sexualized enough when she was alive? Yeah. We'll have to do a whole episode on Marilyn Monroe. She's kind of a bad bitch. Either way. Yeah, you could get um you and my sister could do that episode. I could that would be fun. Okay. Somebody write that down. All right. Christina? I don't know if you listen, but Remind. Anyway, okay, so um I uh, just want to throw in some fun facts at the end cuz I All right. Hit the me last with some fun facts. Couple of things weren't fun enough for you guys. I thought they were fun. I mean, it got a little gross at the end, but like And me. then I I saw a deep hatred for Hugh Hefner flash across your face. I read some things about Hugh Hefner. Okay, well, cool. Sure, we'll share them at a later date. All right. Um, okay, there is funerary cannibalism. Mm. It is the practice of eating the remains. This may be done for many reasons. For example, to partake in their strength, to spiritually close the circle by reabsorbing their life into the family or clan, to annihilate an enemy or due to pathological mental conditions. <laughs> the, you know, mammy, have practiced... Um, cremating the remains and then eating the ashes with banana paste. We very briefly talked about funerary cannibalism in one of my last episodes. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's that's neat. Um, hanging coffins are coffins placed on cliffs found in various locations, including China and the Philippines. Really? Yeah. Um, it's not so much hanging from like a rope as it is hanging off of like a ledge. Okay. Where they've put sticks into like the side of a um, like a mountain. And it's just kind of like hanging out. Right. But they, they've been there forever. And it's just like coffins. The coffins are hanging there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, there's a body in the coffin, but they're just like there. Yeah. I it's, assume there was a body there. I if just I rem like it's well, a coffin. It's not just like a body hanging out. Yeah, it's a coffin. Okay. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, it's like whoever is placed higher is more like in societal rank, I guess. Really? From what I read. Okay. I don't. Don't quote me on that. That's just like my you. brief skimming. Yeah. Um, Maybe don't cite us in a academic paper. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> ossuaries are used for interring human skeletal remains. Like ossuaries. Ossuaries? Yeah. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, just saying I, I like those. Oh, yeah, I like, I like them. them too. Like the Bone Church in um, Czechoslovakia. Maybe? Czechoslovakia. Maybe the Czech Republic of Slovakia. I can't remember the bone churches. I was going to go there one summer and then. The bone church. Let's find out because it seems like the place we need to go. I, I want to go. It's there, right in our, there. in our name. Uh, the catacombs in Paris are considered an ossuary. Oh, a big ass ossuary. Mm -hmm. It's basically like wherever they've decorated um, like a church or something in With human bones. remains. I went to a There's place a place in Italy. In Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had bones and stuff like that. It was like a crypt. Yep. And in the crypt was the skull of St. Valentine. That's an ossuary. Yeah. I have a picture. I'll show you the picture. You need to show me the picture. I'm surprised I haven't shown you that. Yeah, rude. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, in Hong Kong, where real estate is at a premium, 
burials in government-run cemeteries are disinterred after six years under excavation orders. Um, remains are either collected privately for cremation or reburied in an urn or niche. Um, mm. Unclaimed burials are exhumed and cremated by the government. Permanent burials in privately-run cemeteries are allowed. Huh. So, like, Hong Kong has more dead than they know what to do with. Yeah, I guess so. It's a densely populated continent. Well, that's why um, cremation is becoming more popular. Makes sense. I mean, eventually you're going to run out of places to stick people, right? Yeah. You're going to have to start cannibalizing. So like greenest people. And the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to burials um, is how can I talk about burials without mentioning oven tombs and oven crypts in Louisiana? What are those? We've walked by so many. I mean, like, I know what, like, tombs and crypts are, but what specifically makes one an oven tomb? Is it the ones that kind of, like, have the front opening? Yes. Okay. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Okay. So, as you may know, listener and or Billy, in many parts of the South- I am both a Billy South, and a listener. <laughs> and more specifically, New Orleans, we bury most of our dead above ground, or in, in above ground tombs. Because New Orleans is under sea level, meaning digging too deep will result in water. Is that what that means? That's I'm what that kidding. means. <laughs> um, yeah, you kind of you don't want Grandpa to float back up. Well, that's a problem if you bury somebody underground and then it rains. You're gonna have a problem. Because down here, we all float down here. We we all float down here. Yeah. Um, as the city of New Orleans continued continued to grow rapidly in the early 19th century, the need to bury large numbers of people. Of modest means came about. Q oven tombs. They were built in many of the cemeteries. They were featured in St. Louis Cemetery Number One. St. or St. Roque Cemetery had them. Um, I bet you St. Louis Cemetery Number Two had them. They're in the yes, they did. Um, in these designs, vaults or crypts or niches are built into the wall of a cemetery in, or in an above ground tomb. And I actually. Didn't realize it, but I I took a photo of one. Uh, I feel I think I know what these are. They're the ones that are stacked. Yes. Like you go down the wall and it's like all tombs from top to bottom. That and but I actually took a picture of one that wasn't an above ground tomb. Sorry, I'm gonna derail real quick so I can find it. Okay. Because you this will show you like a nice picture of it. Okay, I'm, I'm picturing one place in the Metairie Cemetery that we went. Uh. I don't know. This is the St. Roque Cemetery. So. So it's built into the wall of a cemetery or in an above ground tomb. Okay. The corpse is placed into a vault. It is said that the heat of New Orleans, with the heat of New Orleans, a corpse would decompose relatively rapidly so that after approximately a year and one day, only bones would remain in that tomb. Oh, and they push the bones back and add people, right? Right. Oh. So I'm prone to believe that happens because these types of graves are not airtight. So like gas exchange can happen, uh -huh. which helps aid in decomposition because you know bacteria and air is a thing. Yeah. Um, so what would happen is they would put... It's like a two-part system. Mm -hmm. The top of it is where they would put the body. You would wait a year and a day. And then after that, you would kind of like crush them up, push them to the back, and they would drop into the bottom. Okay. And make room for grandma. Interesting. 
And I have a picture of it. You can tell. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That the top part is the bottom and then the bottom of it. Well, they would take the front of it off and then you can Right, see it. right. Interesting. Yes. So, most of the oven or oven tombs, sorry, most of the oven tombs, most of like oven tombs belong to like families. So, this is like a way for a large number of deceased to be buried in a single tomb. And that's why. When you look at these kinds of tombs, there will be like a lot of names on them. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a good way that you can bake cookies with grandma. One last time. A long time after she's gone. Because <laughs> it's an oven tomb. Yeah. You just preheat the oven a year and a day, pop them cookies in there, chocolate chip corpse cookies with grandma. Yeah, I bet that would be like a weird smell. Yeah. But that's all I've got. That's all you've got? Look yeah, at that. We could keep well time. We could keep talking forever, but we could keep talking forever. My voice is just gonna get worse and worse. <laughs> well, I thought that was really interesting. I hope so. Um at some point I have broken the table. Is this my elbow that's done this? Yeah. Wow. This fatty ham hocks I got on the it's coming out of your paycheck. What? That's okay. <laughs> How much was this table? Like $15? $35. Oh, really? Oh, Lord. That done broke it. This expensive table. Either way. Just kidding. All right. All right, guys. Well, that was you, really interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun like looking everything up. It's hard not to enjoy it because you were enjoying it so much. Oh, I'm glad you think so. And also... It was a nice break from like murder and death and torture and eating people. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know if anybody what else What was agrees. the last episode about? The murder of... Okay, first oh, of all, yeah. the, the murder last episode of was fucked up. Addie Hall and the completed suicide of Zach Bowen. Also, yeah. just because I mentioned it earlier to you, I need to talk about how upset I am. About the other podcast? Yeah, so... Just to derail for a little bit at the end of my episode, mm -hmm. I was listening to Wine and Crime, and they're doing Louisiana crimes. And on the way home from work, is they this were a new episode. It's fairly recent. Oh damn! I just hadn't listened to it yet, so it came out before ours did. It came out before ours. Yeah. God damn it! I know. So yeah. like, they're like. But I bet you like. They literally said, "The New Orleans the Police Department." received a call about a body on top of the Omni Royal Street Hotel. And I was like, God damn it. But you know what? I bet you there's a bunch of people that have talked about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I heard it from another episode of um, Morbid, I think. It happens all the time. Yeah. I was just like, no. no. So then I had to skip over that entire section. So you didn't listen to it? I didn't listen to that part. I was um. a little upset. Like, obviously... Wine and crime isn't listening to us and taking our stuff. Right? No, no, I don't think but so. It's just like it just is like, frustrating. I try not to. Maybe give it some time and then listen to it. Yeah. Because like you know, it's probably a good episode. No, they're hilarious. I love wine and crime. Um, the funny. Here's the thing. I'm glad you did this episode the way you did because the last episode fucked me up. Did it? Like, not. I didn't like lose sleep or anything, but like. I've just really been struggling since last week about the episode because like I really 
it's hard to hate the guy who did it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he did something that was really fucked up, but also he was, like, really going through it, you know? And I'm not making excuses for the guy. It's just kind of like he was a normal guy that just kind of, like, had too much yeah. and just kind of, like, snapped. Just, it was awful. So I just had to, like, since that last episode got brought up, I had to just throw it out there because I was like, ah! Yeah. Just now, me on the way home going, fuck. I would like to add... 100% not making excuses for the guy because he did like disgusting things with the body afterwards oh, and stuff yeah. like that. So like he was fucked up, but like, I don't know. I just feel sorry for them, you know? Yeah, no, I like, get it. Both I of them. It. Anyway. Something, something, mental health. Yeah. <laughs> something, something. They let everybody down. It's just kind of like. Uh, not great. I mean, you have obvious mental health issues that you're not taking care of. And just more shit added on top of that, you know, like PTSD from the military, PTSD from Katrina. It's too much. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, Sorry. maybe I we should take go, better care of our veterans. I had to go ramble on about that for a second because it literally happened on the way home. I was like, no. Yeah. So if anybody wants to hear more about it, and they're probably a lot, they probably did it like a lot more humoristically. Uh humoristically that's a word now i like it thank you i made it up right on the spot i'm gonna put it on you a guys t-shirt can go listen to wine and crime tell can them buy our humoristically you. t-shirt oh yeah go listen to wine and crimes episode tell them you heard about them from us and then maybe they'll listen to us and then we can all they'll be best friends yeah <laughs> amanda let's let's go out <laughs> guys i don't drink but i will dd the shit out of y'all anyway uh, so that's yeah. our episode. We'll our... derail with each other afterwards. Yeah, that's our episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we did the spiel at the beginning. Yeah, we talked about Darren Curtis music. We talked about. You can check out our Patreon. We are adding things to Patreon eventually. I am. We've been. I've been adding stuff. Oh, good, because I still don't have access. To I it. have been working on a minisode. Well, I've been mulling over a minisode in my mind. <laughs> um. But yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash our odd Patreon. Uh, the more people that check it out and support us, the more money we'll have to not do jobs that we hate. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm all right. going to do the jobs that I hate anyway. Anyway, as always. We're the Boneses. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And we are the Boneses. And guess what? We're out. We are out. <laughs>